Welcome back to Recap Podcast, where we cover some of the latest news featured on our social media pages and beyond. We like to find the news that matters most to our voters. Voters. Oh man, that's the first time I've messed up that word. Uh, should I should I restart? <laughs> nope. Oh no. Nope. It's, yep. it's keep Okay, fine. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters, and we encourage our legislators <laughs> to not only listen. Why are you laughing now? Now I'm self-conscious. All right, now now it's dead. She's dead, Jim. <laughs> Let's try again. All it. Director uh, Alex Okay. Thank okay. you. <clears throat> me, 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 me. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Recap, the podcast where we cover some of the latest news featured on our social media pages and beyond. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters, and we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. I'll be your host today. I'm Joshua Hyde, and with me today are my good friends in the studio. Let, let them know who you are, guys. This Anthony not- Arnold. Writer, host here at Pointcast. This is not going to be a reoccurring thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just to be it seems like it is. <laughs> I also... I, I say, I, Alexander Crohanan, MS, object. <laughs> <laughs> well, I quoted I you. I don't have to listen to the court of public opinion, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the Supreme Court? Yes, I'm the, I am the Supreme of, Court of this show. Of recap. <laughs> Uh, Mr. President, you do have to listen to the court of public opinion. <laughs> that is true. When I, that when I true. quoted Alex earlier, because I was I was referencing an older show, when I quoted him earlier, he had said, well, I never get introduced for anything, so of course I'm going to stay introduced. <laughs> and then you said, all right, cool, you're on my side. I was like, no, I'm not, but whatever. <laughs> uh, also, I'm Nick. I'm a he, him, and uh, I, I don't know. There's a third thing usually that follows, but I don't actually you're have here. one lined up. I'm here. I exist. Our new favorite member of the podcast team. Uh, thank you. <laughs> you're you're wait. You're also a writer, aren't you? I I've written so far one thing for a podcast. Yeah, but there you go. That's your third thing. That's your third thing. And I wrote an article about why math is hard. So <laughs> there you go. See, and you're a writer. And I'm a writer. Yeah. There Boom. you go. We got it. We got it. You right. All right. Team, Only how takes one today? article. To call yourself one, a writer. Yeah. One Actually, published work. You you're, one, exactly. You just need one published <laughs> anything. You are official. I think that's actually a quote. The difference between a writer and someone who wants to be a writer is someone who writes and gets one published thing. Something like that. That's right. But yeah, I'm doing good, man. Ready. Ready for you guys this ready? episode. Yeah. I, I think this good. is going to be a fun one. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get it started. Professor X. Let's talk about some trains. We're going to talk about the legal sensation that's gripping the nation. Oh, God. I am, of oh, course... No. Referring to the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Why? <laughs> what do you... <laughs> my, my man, there are lawyers objecting to their own questions. We have to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, that's hearsay, yeah. actually, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's, let's, let's get into it. Um, so, the case... Uh, so there's a all right. So there's there are two cases going on. There is a suit between Johnny Depp and former and his former wife Amber Heard, um, in which he is suing her um, for defamation as a result of her um, op-ed in the Washington Post posted in December of 2018. Uh, did you say defamation or defecation? Defamation. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. Um, yes. So, 
so he is so so he is, has a fifty million dollar uh, fifty million dollar defamation claim against Amber Heard. She is countersuing him for a hundred million dollars um, on behalf. Uh, say uh, on the half on behalf that he is saying that she perjured herself and the essay and like this would cause harm to her reputation and her career so that's the that those are those are the that's the that's the basic yeah those are the basic charges um so uh so then we have to go into what was claimed in her washington post op-ed so the direct quote and the big crux of the argument here is then two years ago, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. So we have to transport ourselves back in time to the before times, 2018. The before times. The before times. Um, in 2018, we were in the middle of, uh, time, you know, of Time's Up and the Me Too movement. And that was when this op-ed came out. So, but she talks about two years ago. So now we have to rewind a little further. So what was happening in 2016? So in 2016, um, they had filed for divorce and, um, uh, and Amber Heard uh, went to the courthouse uh, requesting a temporary restraining order against um, John, her, then, her then husband, Johnny Depp. Um, and she cited and she cited um, domestic abuse as uh, as a reason. Uh, and this included say and this included a um, well I say after she left as she was leaving the courthouse, um, the uh, popper I say the paparazzi specifically TMZ were there and they snapped pictures. And uh, one of these pictures included what appeared to be a bruise on the side of her face. And this is where as I and that once that broke that was when she became you know this space for fi- you know the quote unquote public figure representing domestic abuse so while this um yeah i say while the Johnny Depp is never mentioned in this 2018 op-ed never mentioned by name uh she you know she cites this then 2 years ago became a figure representing domestic abuse and that, and Johnny Depp is arguing that that is very obviously referring to your our divorce and your restraining order and the like and the results of this, and that cost me my um my like my role in the Harry Potter movie. It cost me uh, my role in Disney and ruined my career. So though, like that's kind of the the most basic rundown of the of the of the facts of the undisputed facts we then start getting into the disputed facts of well uh the particular incidents in which uh heard claims that she was abused um the uh evidence um that she was abused the evidence uh that she was not abused the testimony that she was the testimony that she was not um, um, it's madness, and to go try to attempt to do it, uh, I, I couldn't. We couldn't do it justice, and we spent the whole hour talking about it. But while it is madness, I'll be honest. A lot of people 
have shown their whole asses whole ass about this. Hundred percent. I have had to check a lot of people and been like, man. A lot of people who are like, why are we always looking for the perfect victim? A lot of y'all is out here caping for Johnny Depp, even though by his own admission, he is a drug and alcohol abuser who has blacked out. And his where his testimony, his defense should has zero credibility. He has admitted. We we don't even we all know how Johnny Depp has gotten down through his entire career in Hollywood. We all know. We ain't nobody can nobody can deny that he is a drug and alcohol abuser. And that doesn't and the, the reality is, if you are a person who admits to blacking out, then okay, that's that. Why, like, she does not, does she appear to be a perfect victim? No. But I thought we weren't looking for perfect victims. But a lot of people, even, and I have seen, and look, this has, woo, I've seen a lot of people left-leaning. I'm like, man, a lot of y'all throw your, throw your morals out the window when it's an actor who you like. Yep. Because you want to see another Pirates movie. You guys seem to be confusing Captain Jack Sparrow with Johnny Depp, the real person. Yep. And it has been really interesting to me to just watch how this is played out in the court of public opinion. I go, man, I see, I like, I see y'all. I, I probably would have been one of those people that you would have had to check on Facebook, <laughs> um, but not, eh, whatever. I'll just, I'll just roll into the role. Anyway, um, so like initially I was like, oh yeah, Amber Heard, you know, I'll full on Me Too movement. Yeah, we're going to trust yeah. women on this. She was abused. All right, we're going for it. As more information came out, I shifted more towards Johnny Depp. The thing that I now believe is that they're both kind of terrible, but Johnny Depp does deserve the justice that he's owed. She did some awful things to him. I'm sh- I don't know fully what he did to her because I don't know what's true or what's not um, because these court cases are <laughs> is a mess. Um, yes. But the people in this case, it seems Johnny Depp is the air quotes perfect victim and i use that as more of a joke but like he is the one who um received most of the issue not the issue the um, abuse here and despite my own biases i'm exhausted with this case i'm fatigued with this case my every other facebook reel i got is about this case and um there was a point that i was gonna get to about this um the thing i remember the point so I, I saw a TikTok that expressed that exact same sentiment that you had, Anthony. Was it objection hearsay? <laughs> yeah, it was objection hearsay. <laughs> I saw that one too. No, no, no. There was someone who was breaking down the the social um, the social cultural aspects. <laughs> objection hearsay. That's such a good song. <laughs> That's such a good song. Um, I, oh my God, I don't have a case. <laughs> Um, I didn't mean to distract you. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, they were breaking down the social aspects of how people will be instant. They can prove and, and assert their biases that like, well, women can abuse men too. They'll jump on that bandwagon. They will, they will be the first person to flip-flop from Amber Heard was the victim to, oh, she's the worst human alive now. Right. Yep. Look, women can abuse men too. And it's like, yeah, we know that. This Your tokenism here isn't helpful. Like right. you need to stop and realize that like both of these people have done bad things. And right now what needs to happen is that in this particular court case, the people who deserve justice need to get their justice. That doesn't need to go any further than that. And this like weird tokenism of like, yes, Amber Heard is bad. Toxic relationship, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
yeah, no, we're, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't need to be. And that's, I think the people who you would be, you're checking on Facebook are falling into that trap of, right. of, of that. Like they're going so far into Johnny Depp's side, maybe subconsciously because they like Jack Sparrow or many of his other roles. <laughs> and also because um, I bet you this, this sort of um, the only term I have is pro man bias, but it's, it's, oh, that's real. Yeah, it's that that bizarre bias that they're like, well, we all know. I already said it. I already said the thing. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I think is going on with that. Yeah. Although, so, and, and to be clear, I sorry, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, it just seems like a mutually toxic relationship. Yeah, for oh, sure. Like for sure. Yeah, for wait, sure. Wait, wait. You mean? Are you meaning to tell me <laughs> that Hollywood, that Hollywood, self-obsessed <laughs> Hollywood egomaniacs? maybe don't have the best interpersonal relationships. Is that what you're trying to oh. tell me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like my biggest takeaway from all this, like in my mind, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's relationship is their business. And the fact that it's getting aired out like this is both sickening and unfortunate, at least to me. But my biggest takeaway from all of this are like actual situations from the legal proceedings and how bonkers it is like i like I, okay okay so like i've i've seen people make fun of like court and how weird court can look and seem but i've seen like actual video evidence of court being the weirdest fucking place on this planet and i'm like what you literally asked that question. Like, I'm confused. Objection hearsay? She needs better I, lawyers. None, none of this, <laughs> none of these legal proceedings make sense to me in any way, shape, or form. Correct, Francine. An, an, an attorney objected to himself. <laughs> the judge said, Obje- you asked the question. Objection hearsay. You asked the question. Oh. <laughs> I, I, guess like I, I, I guess I did. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't it, get it. But it's I actually really good. It. So that part of it is good, though, because, like, Alex and I talked about the law a lot personally, and the law is frequently ridiculous. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. The decisions, the people are ridiculous. It's not like law and order where, like, everyone is all buttoned down and, you know, it's like, no, man, that's not it's not what the law looks like. Okay? <laughs> not all the time. Sometimes <laughs> it looks that way, but usually yeah. it looks like this. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we should like you should. I've heard lawyers who are like who just do local stuff. Like, no, you have no idea. Like the things we see in courts, it's it's a, you would not believe the stories lawyers have. <laughs> they uh say do, do you say do you uh does this appear to be human fecal matter? I I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I'm, I'm not i'm not a, i'm not an expert i'm not an expert on uh on, on fecal matter does this appear for to you does this appear to be human fecal matter um uh i it's great so as i it, it, it sounds to be in any way amusing to you um uh say you should you should check out the legal clips um oh they're they're great amazing they're amazing and if you haven't heard it, there is a song going around TikTok <laughs> called Objection Hearsay. And 
it is probably one of the funniest things that has come out of this entire court case, then you should watch it if you haven't already on TikTok. Or if you have, find it again and watch it one more time. I also have this side note right. thought that about what you had said, Anthony, about the fact that um, uh, I almost called him Jack Sparrow. Johnny Depp is a <laughs> drug user. Um, that Johnny Depp uses drugs. And I don't know a lot about Johnny Depp prior to his relationship with Amber Heard. And yeah. I don't know how much drugs he did at the time. But as far as I have understood it is that most of his drugs, especially during um, Pirates of the Caribbean 4 and 5, his drug use there was wholly a coping mechanism for his abusive <laughs> relationship. And it's not a good one, but that's how I understand it to be versus recreation, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Johnny's, yeah. Johnny's history, like you could go back and even, he's talked before about his drug use in the 90s and like, Stuff like like Johnny was one of the bad boys of Hollywood mm -hmm. long before he met Amber Heard. Yeah, he was he was he, he's had uh, this is too far. He has had other volatile, let's just say uh, volatile relationships mm. with women before. Uh, yeah. I don't think they ever reached this level. But uh, yeah, Johnny has always been a bad boy. That's why the Captain Jack Sparrow suited him so well. The same reason RDJ was so good for Tony Stark. You're like, that's not yep. too different from you in yeah. real life. Yeah. <laughs> they actually, yeah. in one of the one of the clips I saw, they brought in Kate Moss, his ex, and she had testified that they they never had a physically abusive relationship. Yeah. This is yeah. this is something that's brand new for John yeah. Depp, and um, adding credence to the fact that Amber Heard is lying about his physical abuse. That doesn't mean he wasn't an asshole in other right. ways, but oh, for sure, it's toxic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's basically a loader who gets high and passes out in public Francine. sometimes Francine everybody Francine everybody yeah was there anything else you wanted to uh, dive in about this Alex I think he's watching the video I believe he is watching objection here so <laughs> as we speak that, that is correct <laughs> I had did not you seen enjoy this it as video, much as I thought so... you did uh, did did you enjoy good. it as much as I thought you would? It was, it's very funny. <laughs> yes, it is. And a, a fairly accurate synopsis of the whole <laughs> shit show. 100%. 100%. Of all the things I've seen, very accurate. Like, I don't I don't even actually care at this point how the, the trial ends. I just want objection hearsay to live on in the cultural consciousness for the rest of our lives. That's what I want. I want us to see what bad law looks like. The, what looks like bad law bad law uh yeah yeah as a as, okay yes um i also want to put this little personal disclaimer that i don't find um this court case or abuse uh light topic and i think it's bad that this ever happened to either of them very fair you know, yeah very and, fair and it's unfortunate that their laundry is being aired out to the public but that's not something i personally have any control or say oh, oh, oh I, I mean it's entirely self-inflicted they no. did this to each other. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes. And there's nothing you can do but laugh. Mm. That's why at this point I'm just waiting for the verdict. Depending no. on when this airs, whether we, we may or may not have it. Because <laughs> <laughs> this has been going on for a while. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> we yeah. spent a long time on that. All right. So, Anthony. Yeah. Let's talk about this. All right, polls every Friday on our social media pages, everybody. Please comment. We like to see what 
you guys think and we like to interact with you in those comment sections we're going to be talking about a more serious piece of the law more serious legal matters uh so florida governor ron DeSantis has signed legislation that aims to regulate how schools and businesses address race and gender their latest attempt to restrict education about those topics the law is known as the stop woke act prohibits workplace teaching or school instruction that teaches that individuals are inherently racist sexist or oppressive whether consciously or unconsciously uh, that people are privileged or oppressed based on race, gender, or national origin, or that a person bears personal responsibility for and must feel guilt, anguish, or other forms of psychological distress. Again, this is the Stop Woke Act. It says you can't teach people those things. Those supporting woke culture say that being woke is being aware of the divisive systems of racism and sexism that have been put in place a long time ago and are being held in place by people today who do not want to lose the benefits they are gaining from them, and that we should educate people about systemic bias and how their blindness to it uh, could be impacting others. Our question was, if the goal is to create a more perfect union and promote equality, which of these two philosophies do you think is best in helping to meet that goal? So stay woke or hashtag awake, not woke. So who that wants was to the hashtag? hashtag? Yes, it was yeah, hashtag, that, that awake, is an actual not hashtag. hashtag. Oh, no. Stay woke. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. Awake, awake, not woke. Awake, not woke. That yeah. one I didn't know was a real thing. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's real. Oh, yeah. All right. 2022, everybody. Good uh-huh. choice. <laughs> <laughs> I tell by Alex's face, I think he is either, I think he's frozen. Yeah, he's frozen. He is, his facial he's expression frozen. while frozen is basically how he probably feels about the question, though. That's what's Absolutely. Just a, a little bit I, of disgust. I can, I can go ahead and start Go ahead, Josh. So, like, I, the reason I didn't respond to this on Facebook is because either my response was going to be, like, three words or a fucking novel. And so <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like I, it would be better suited to have a discussion like this over that rather than, like, write down all of my complex thoughts on the matter. But, like, I think this, in a lot of ways, kind of, the, the Awake Not Woke movement, if you want to call it that, in my mind, is very similar to how Blue Lives Matter started from Black Lives Matter. Because I think a lot of people are misunderstanding what the concept of wokeness is. And I think people are just like wanting to be against the idea of being woke, specifically because of the people that attribute themselves to being woke, rather than the actual idea of wokeness similar to how people were like talking about black lives matter as if the people in black lives matter were saying only black lives matter knowing full well that was not the message being presented so uh it's in my mind it's very similar and so because of that my stance on it is woke is the correct state of being however i feel as though there might be some merit to some aspects of anti-woke culture. However, I do believe that woke, woke being hashtag stay woke is the correct answer in this case. All right. Thank you, President Hyde. We don't have a title yet for you, Nick. We will create one, though. Uh, Rest assured, we'll have a title. 
But go ahead, man. What is your answer? Um, Can you repeat the question? Yes, sir. So the question is, um, if the goal is to create a more perfect union and to promote equality, which of these two philosophies do you think is best in helping to meet that goal? Hashtag awake, not woke, or hashtag stay woke. Um, Uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but like Anthony, I just got to say, like, your pop sock is dope. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. My keys, my keys have the same, the same, it has the shield on it too. Yeah. Um, I just just wanted to say that. Sorry. So, um, the, the specific line of thinking I used to have that transitioned to what I think now, um, is a very interesting thing because you sort of run into this issue of, of when you're on the woke side, your, your, your full mindset is this is what is right because this is where we progress to. We progress to understanding, we progress to knowledge, and we progress to um, like unity and such. The opposite side, air quotes, the people who disagree with you don't see it as that. They fully see it as your, like a manipulation tactic, this sort of like bizarre, like uh, even the question kind of posits it that this is about um, not not the question, but DeSantos, I think you said, even his quote yeah. in, implies this, that like they want to make your children feel bad for being white. That's the that's the subtext of his entire thing. Yeah. Um, yes. And it's this weird level of misinformation to understanding the opposite side. That's and I'm, it's intentional, I'm sure um, that. My I say all that to say that. My belief is the woke hashtag is the one to go with, but I also understand from where I used to believe that for for perfect union, the other side isn't going to see it that way. And the fundamental issue is that how do you get people who are being intentionally lied to and intentionally misinformed to understand your side? Like Josh had said with BLM, the, the idea isn't, Black lives are important. So, you know, the police can go die. <laughs> Stop shooting us. Stop shooting black people. That's it. That's the whole thing. It's just as simple as our lives matter too, not, you know, our lives matter more. I'm using our as the general yeah. terms as, <laughs> as a quote, not, yeah. Um, whereas, like, the Blue Lives Matter was fully in response to be like, well, no, if black lives matter, then of course blue lives matter, same with all lives matter in that instance. It's this misinterpretation or misinformed understanding of what one side wants. Um, And so when it comes to actual unity via the question, you can't really have either because one side, while they want a better country is being actively hit by the opposite the the perceived opposite thing to misinform what it is and so it's it's i don't know i don't know because i know what i personally believe but in terms of reality and how it would all work together you would have to find a way to disrupt the misinformation um and then explain the proper information you would need a a, a group that the, the group of people who don't know what you what you actually believe to stop and go wait, is this what they actually think? And that just doesn't happen right. on, on uh, some, that doesn't happen on its own. You need someone to be able to 
give them that moment to be like, wait a minute, am I thinking the right thing? Am I, is, is what's being told to me true or not? And I don't know how, A, I don't know how to do that and B, it becomes a lot more complex than which hashtag is going to make a better union um, for me. And that's my very long-winded answer. That's my novel. <laughs> that's Speaking my dissertation. That's my dissertation right there. Speaking of novels, there is a literal book called Awake Not Woke. Oh God. Jesus. Is there really? Also, speaking of Jesus, it's about Christians. <laughs> All right. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Which yeah. to me, which to me is so much more backwards than anything else. Like Francine had mentioned this briefly earlier. Like if you're Christian, then the Black Lives Matter movement, based on what what it wants, you should be fully in favor of that because Jesus would be as well, just based on how he is in the Bible. Like it's 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 bonkers to me. Yeah. <laughs> So, thank you, so, guys, for bringing uh, up now, novels and Jesus, Alex. Now, now that I know that book, <laughs> you brought like I can't buy it, so I'm gonna have to pirate that book so I can read it and, and make <laughs> yeah. fun of it. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, hey, we don't know that we're gonna make fun of it. It could have some very enlightening points. It probably won't, but it could. <laughs> yeah. Don't go and in with implicit bias. Go in. We should go with, in with thinking it's mind. going to change our mind. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I'll go in with an open mind and then be pleasantly disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Alex, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you answer next. So I've said this before. I will say it again. And it'll just again. This is a re- recurring trend for those in a privileged position. Equality is a step down. Down. Yeah. And so, uh, and I'm not like human. Like humans only gauge things relatively um like just just we we absolutely have zero measure of like absolute value classic classic experiment like give you guys what i mean um you put one hand in ice water and one hand in warm water and you have a third container of lukewarm water and then you you let your hands kind of sit there for a moment and then you put both hands in the same pool of water one hand will tell you that it is on fire and the other hand will tell you it's freezing because humans don't judge things absolutely all that humans can do is measure things relatively um so uh yeah stepping down from privilege sucks recognizing that um people that you were related to um got to where they were by stepping on other people also sucks Recognizing that your parents were stepped on by these pe- by this person's parents also sucks. There's not there's no winning here. No winning going on. It's just a terrible situation all around because at some point one group of humans decided to be terrible to another. That's that's just history across all of it. Um, and I so like like case in point, like everyone points, everyone's like. World War II, like, uh, you know, the Axis, the Axis were clearly evil and the Allies were clearly good. And it's like, well, there were war crimes committed by everyone in every war since war crime, like the idea of war crimes was developed. Every side, every war, regardless of 
uh, you know, if, if it was your side or the other side, it doesn't matter. Both sides sucked. Mm-hmm. And that, like this, this is just, this is learning to be uncomfortable. Like the truth is uncomfortable. The truth, I, I've said before, science doesn't give a fuck what you think. History doesn't give a fuck what you think because what you think is actually irrelevant. Like wh- what matters is like what happened and what happened sucks for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. For forever, always. Yeah. Um, all that we can learn to do, though. all that we can do is the best that we can and le- let's say, and try to learn from these experiences and be better. We can be better. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I'm sure. We can be better, Professor X 2020. <laughs> right. We can I, be better. I feel like that is a quote he has said. Like that. Yeah, that's character. probably true. Um, yeah. I agree with uh, the end of, of, of his of his point, but I feel like both sides are bad is a bit dismissive. In its I'm not saying, I'm saying, like, the argument isn't that both sides are bad. It's the argument is that both sides have valid points and the both sides suck. Like, mm. being, like, being chastised because my parents did something isn't any better than chastising people because they're, like, their skin is different, right? That's, 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 yeah. that's the same. Yeah. Chastising is chastising is what you're saying? Right. Okay. Like there are valid points to be seen on. Because it's a thing you had no control over. Right. Right. You could not have stopped it. You were not alive. It sucks to be chastised for something you had zero ability to stop. Yeah. Yep. I, but I think um, that's still sort of a misunderstanding of the point The, 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 the stay woke isn't chastising you like Alex individually for slavery. Correct. But you're missing, let's say, but you're missing the point that humans only judge things relatively. I feel chastised and that's, and thus that's how I'm going to respond. Mm, Right. That's a very legitimate, that's a very reasonable (laughs) feeling. You're not, they're not wrong for feeling that way. Right. Well, I think part of the point is for you to feel chastised as a, as a motivator to, like inadvertently but, feel chastised as, as a motivator to to be better. I say, but but that's not that's that's not gonna. That's well, not, it doesn't always it doesn't work all. I know it's it's not a the, perfect. The argument I say, and that's a bad argument. The argument isn't I want you to feel bad. Like I want you to feel you should feel bad for the things your ancestors did. It's like well no, like no, that's that's a bad argument. The argument well, that's is, not what I'm. That we isn't should, what I meant. I, I, under, I, I understand. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Well, and, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, and I'm going to jump in real, like, because you, you've kind of given basically where my answer lies with this, which is like, I think it's well and good to teach the historical roots of things. Um, but like systemic <laughs> bias training doesn't work. Like, there's no evidence that teaching people about this stuff actually changes their opinions largely i go yeah we could probably do away with these sort of trainings because like you sure i guess if you teach them in the very 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 best way i suppose they could have some effect but what actually happens is like you just end up with really blase bland corporate stuff that is meant to like satisfy the requirement that they had to teach it and it ends up being largely ineffectual yeah yeah i mean it could be the best version of these things is is fine francine is saying like it's meant to create awareness um knowledge the knowledge is power yeah yeah idea but yeah i I mean if your goal is to create knowledge like that's it's like that's a worthy goal um but then people should be clear that we are just trying to impart knowledge and not maybe 
create change. Well, the, I think the idea is that the knowledge will beget change, right? Like if you if if you know that um, Rosa Parks did a lot more than just sit right. on a bus, it can impart the 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 I don't know where the where the thought process is going there, but that you could. But if that's the if that's the argument you want to make, then you should just make that argument. Well, you can't just make that argument on every individual time somebody but, did but something. Say, no, but I mean, say if the argument if the argument is. Um, so if the argument is that we should look at Dr. Martin Luther King's um, writings about uh, classism and the way that our distribution, the resources are distributed, plays a role in in but, society, then we should just make that argument. I'm confused now. Well, they're trying to say some people are, and some people are trying to wrap it up in this in this uh, like in the cloth of like you like where it's just talk about it like from a racial lens. And that's not actually helpful. There are a bunch of poor white people too. There are a bunch of poor, uh, I say there are a bunch of poor biracial people. There are a bunch of poor Latin people. There are a bunch of poor Asian people. Like it still feels wrapping dismissive. it all up in just the, in just like this, uh, like, well, black people were enslaved for a long time. Like that's true, but that's not helpful for the, that's not the argument you're making. Okay, well then I, I see what you're saying and I feel like that's incredibly dismissive for on um, the pretenses of simply redlining. <laughs> like I don't, they're not making the case, oh, black people, it's bad enslaved, white or black people good because enslaved, white people bad because a slave master. They're making the point that of disadvantagement and the knowledge of all that. Redlining being one of the like bigger, more recent things about it. So there's poor white people, sure, but that's because they don't have generational wealth in the same way black people don't. But they <laughs> weren't sectioned into specific towns designed to keep them poor. That's they, that's but I they feel like, were. I, they just they weren't mean, done. It just wasn't done in cities. Red, oh, you I, think I, redlining I, is only cities? I'm sorry. Look but, at a map of the suburbs of Illinois. And you're wrong immediately. So well, I'm well going, no, I say, hold on, and then hold look on. at the I say, and then look at the economic disparity across Illinois, and you go, wait a minute. That section filled with black you know people looks really similar to these no. sections filled with white people. Maybe wait, wait it's I not say. just a race argument. But hold up, hold up. No, so the wait, point wait of the theory wait, wait, is to look into the gonna, of race. I, I'm gonna like blow the whistle here, and here's why. <laughs> So, Alex, you obviously know me very well. Nick, you will get to know me very well. I want you to both take this in the best possible way. I did not state this objection, but now I will. My main problem with woke culture is that it plays out largely between white progressives. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And so this right. exchange <laughs> perfectly highlights why I don't like it. Because the people people of color, uh, like me or Josh, are actually almost entirely excluded from the conversation. It's a fair point. It largely plays out as a white progressive conflict. I, I <laughs> no, I totally no, agree with didn't that. Need I, to do it, and I'm not saying you guys are bad. I'm just illustrating this is actually how this functions in real life. Right. Well, that's why it, it doesn't go anywhere. No. that's what i was gonna i was gonna when you said that i realized oh not only am i doing that but i'm speaking almost for black progressives it was like wait a minute hold up 
Yeah. Well, now I, I'll go ahead and throw my final two cents in here because we do need to move on. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I, I want to go ahead and, and make my point very similar to what Francine just go ahead and went ahead and put in the chat. She said, but does woke not have value? And I think the idea of being woke does. And that was part of the reason why I gave the answer that I did. Because as we have discussed, knowing better usually leads to change action. Doesn't always, but it can. And in my opinion, uh, when people want to be woke, they just honestly want to know more. They want to be better informed as to how these things happened and how they're still relevant today. Most of being woke is just being informed as to how these things work and why they may be such a problem that you as a white person may not quite understand. As an example, I can't tell you the number of white people I've met who don't understand what redlining is. But like that's an intrinsic part of my knowledge because it was taught to me very early on because it, it's been relevant to the lives that we've lived for however God knows how long. But like, that's not a thing that is taught consistently. And so being aware of like, yes, exactly. That's exactly my point. There were actual laws. Uh, and so like the, the idea of being woke is a good one. The problem is people take that and it becomes something else entirely, which is in my mind, how this counterculture started which was initially going to be my discussion here. <laughs> we just have another situation where the next question you wanted, just it just snowballed into that on its own? Well, not exactly. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> the, we, we, we ended up hitting several points that I wasn't exactly trying to get to. But for the most part, one of the things I wanted to highlight was how this counterculture came about. And this was a perfect example uh, because most of the people who most of the people who are, who I know of anyway, who I, I, the reason why I picked this as a topic is because it was very close to home. I've had several very important conversations with former friends and other things along those lines um, about like the nature of being woke and what that means. I know several people in my life who I used to consider friends who are very anti-woke for reasons that they didn't necessarily want to admit. Um, for what feels like obvious reasons to all of us. Like we're, we're fairly uh, educated progressive people in this group, but not everybody functions that way. Not everybody comes from that lens. Not everybody is willing to see differently and be taught differently. And so the idea of teaching being a, like teaching of things being specifically negative uh, is the basically where a lot of this like anti-wokeness is coming from. So like, I, <sighs> I know we don't have a lot of time, but there is, there is still one thing I, I want to specifically cover because there is a question that I want you guys' answers to. And then we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up after that. So um, and this is, this is kind of a point that we've discussed in the past, but it's more or less along the lines of like how to bridge gaps. So it's very clear that there is a, uh, there's a very large gap 
between both understanding and intent in these two groups. When, hey, let me let me go ahead and read my question. You do that thing that I said I wasn't going to do. Um, when major cultural and ideological differences separate groups of people, are there any ways that we can think of to bridge that gap? And if so, would any laws come into play? No, I don't think there'd be any laws that would come into play. But yeah, there are plenty of ways to bridge those gaps. Um, people have time, check out a book called Bowling Alone. It talks about there's these, there's activities that build bonds within a group, like when we go out to, to dinners on Friday, or even when we just chit chat in our Slack channels in this group. And then there are, I, then there are events that are meant to bridge a group into another group. So the idea of something like bowling alone was that bowling leagues were the sort of thing where people would come from a lot of other places and they would bond over their shared love of bowling and bowling leagues. So my dad used to have these softball games when he worked at Lily's. He talked about, we play softball, you get all the black, the black guys would be there, the white guys would be there, you get people among different economic ladders of Lily's, but we would all come together to play softball. And it was really a good way for us to bond across these normal divides, cultural, economic divides. Um, those sort of activities do help. And they have really been the only way that we've actually crossed those barriers you mentioned, Josh. Um, we've allowed those activities to decline. We've allowed them to sort of go to rot. Um, and without those, no. Because the, the, law, the law can't force you to interact with other people. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't, can't force you to like sit down at the table with somebody else. I, I even if you should, I can't make you. But yeah, they're these largely optional participatory activities that a lot of us just don't engage in anymore. Myself, present company included. I, I'm bad at those things as well. I'm no different. So anybody else have any thoughts or I mean he's right. the question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that kind of answers my follow-up question too, because one of the things that I was going to ask was, is that something that we feel like would be better handled at the community level or at a government level? And I know we've already talked about, uh, and that's why I said this is this is kind of like a topic that we've treaded before in some ways that like a lot of the things that help us like gain bonds are things in the community. Um, and so that was kind of the, the, the reason why I asked this question was a, a way to like highlight that uh, because there aren't really a lot of governmental ways to make this make sense and to bridge these gaps, these large, very hostile <laughs> in many cases, ideological gaps. And so uh, aspects of community are great ways to kind of bring these people together and I don't want to say force people exactly because the, the whole point is that you don't want it to be forced but like to expose people to other methods of thinking because people naturally surround themselves with people who think and act like they do that's just like a way that we operate and so if you end up with like a a mentality that might make sense to you but is harmful to other people uh it's in many cases helpful to just hear what the other side looks like or not not here not obviously you can't hear what people look like you hear what they think is what i was trying to say um i can't count the number of people like i, I went to a predominantly white school and as a black as a well as a 
I would say a black boy, I was a man, it was college. Uh, but as like a black man, that was both very harmful and very enlightening for both me and for a lot of the people around me. Because a lot of these people don't really have experience with just like normal ass people of a different group or mindset. And so I got to be a lot of people's first black friends and that was kind of weird, but also kind of cool. Uh, and they were like, oh, well, you're just like a normal dude. And I was like, what do you think we are? We're not all like rappers and gangbangers and NBA stars. Like, come on, dude. God, if uh, I was like. <laughs> but, like the, <laughs> but like, I think, I think honestly, like that's, that's the issue is that especially since a lot of the information we received is uh, both misintentioned and misinformed, uh, like we, we need to honestly just like hear people where they are. And in many cases, you'll come to find that they don't really think too far from you. They just come from a different place when they think it. And Hopefully, that might be some of the things we can use in the future to bridge some of those gaps, as it were. But with all that being said, this podcast has been brought to you in part by Elgag Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and of course, Pointcast News. To listen to any of our other podcasts, please go visit our website at pointcast.news, where you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook for more podcast articles and polls like we covered today. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you all for at home for listening. We'll see you next time. Josh out. You know, and killing our people. I mean, I'm like, dude, that's what we're saying. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> but you see that, that actually shows you just how much things haven't changed. Even mm -hmm. from like literally our founding. Like some of these problems were systemic before we even became a nation. The, the irony of that is that the place it does stem from has actually changed yeah. a lot more than us. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. crazy. That's crazy. All right, Sean. That leads me.